Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Crawley. And as I promised, we have a lot to get to on this Thursday morning show. A lot going on on Wednesday, but we got to start with the big story, and that was the Fed announcement about what they're going to be doing with tapering, what they're predicting with regards to rate hikes, and what their opinion is on inflation. So first... Were there any big announcements, anything that really shook the market? No, that did not happen. Nothing was really that unexpected. So what did they announce? So the Federal Reserve has announced a quicker taper than just, I think they'd announced a month or so ago when they initially were saying, okay, we're gonna, we're going to decrease our bond and or treasuries and mortgage bond security purchases by 15 billion they have now doubled that to 30 billion yesterday the federal open market committee released a statement saying looking at inflation data in the strong labor market the committee has quote decided to reduce the monthly pace of its net asset purchases 20 billion treasuries 10 billion for mortgage backed securities so that's 30 billion but we all knew that was going to be happening. One of the surprises was maybe they're going to increase that, but they didn't. We already knew about the doubling. And in fact, someone had even asked uh, Jerome Powell during the uh, press conference after the statement got released. And someone had asked, you know, had you know the reason you came out with this was after you had been announced that you were going to be reappointed. So is the reason you made this announcement was because you'd already been safely reappointed? And he said, no, we were already floating that idea because we all know that One of the sort of unofficial jobs now of the Fed, it's not only unemployment and it's not only inflation, now it's not spooking the market. So they telegraph these moves way in advance so that when it's finally announced, we don't see any real movement in the market. So it's kind of like that's like their unofficial job now is not to spook the market. It's the buy the rumor, sell the news. They want everyone to know what they're going to be doing. So when the news is finally announced, it's not a big surprise. And so this was not a surprise. Now, the one thing I guess you could argue was a surprise was rate hikes. So they're not going to come out and say, hey, we're raising rates in January. We're raising rates in September. They're not going to say that. What they're going to say is that We're thinking we're going to raise rates, and here is the prediction. They let us know, of course, what their mandate is, as we all know, once again, unemployment and inflation. And they're saying, hey, listen, if inflation gets too hot at a level that we're not comfortable with, or unemployment reaches a level that we're comfortable with, then we can raise rates. And so back in September, only half the committee had predicted one rate hike in 2022. So what did they say now? Now they're predicting three rate hikes in 2022. And this was something that was without a doubt caused by inflation because this was an issue that came up in the press conference a lot. And it was mentioned in the release from the Federal Open Market Committee. They said in a statement that inflation has been persistent saying, quote, inflation having exceeded 2% for some time. And so they are you know, openly admitting, hey, I mean, obviously you can't deny it when you look at CPI or PCE or whatever your standard is, inflation is going on. There's no doubt about that. But the argument has been, well, they've now increased 
or lengthen the period of inflation that they can sort of uh, judge. So instead of just saying, oh, well, if it if it rises above 2% for one year, now we got a problem. They're saying, well, we're looking at like a three-year kind of rolling average. And so if, you know, one year you have 0%, which is pretty much what we saw in, during the COVID years, the COVID year, I should say, of 2020, and then the year after you have 4% inflation, well, it averages at two, so we're happy with that. And because we've been running under 2% for so long, they could say, hey, listen, five, six percent where we are right now. Well, it's not so bad because we're going to average it over the last couple of years. And they are still strongly believing. In fact, Jerome Powell was asked about this. Someone had said you know, something about inflation. Um, and he said, listen, this is not the inflation that the I told you so people are now arguing because there were some people that said, hey, listen, if you if, if, if you allow these asset purchases to happen and you continue to allow zero percent interest this is going to cause inflation he said listen this is being caused by demand and supply and in fact it was kind of funny because he almost quoted obi-wan kenobi instead of saying this is not the droids you're looking for he was like this is not the inflation that you are calling for this is a different kind of inflation it's being caused by both demand an increase in demand and a reduction of supply and they're still sticking by this argument that if they can fix the supply chain, well, not them, but if the economy can fix these supply issues, we will see inflation fall off. And But they're but they're worried about it. In fact, he did mention that, and this got sort of misinterpreted because some people were saying that he's arguing that inflation is entrenched. He was arguing that the risk of inflation being entrenched has increased. Not that it's happening, but the possibility of it happening has increased. And that's, of course, going to happen when you see inflation reach the levels that it is at. So nothing that really spooked the markets, and that's why the markets ended up in the green. So there was nothing to spook the markets. So nothing that surprising except for maybe the rate hikes. That was the only real takeaway was now we could see three rate hikes, which to be honest, a lot of people who don't follow economic news or what's happening in the business world have been talking about that Fed meeting. And so a lot of people were watching And you have to wonder if this is going to cause some urgency in the housing market with people who are thinking about buying a home or saying, ah, the market's so hot right now, maybe I'm going to wait. And they hear about these rate hikes and they say, oh, maybe I should move now. And so that could lead to a little hotter housing market at the end of December or early January and February because they're not going to raise, you know, they're not going to raise the the federal fund rates uh, early in the year. So you could see some demand jump in housing, which this is great for everyone in housing. If you, <laughs> what we need is a hotter housing market. So you could see some consumer urgency with this announcement. Because like I said, they were watching it. I mean, a lot of people who don't normally pay attention to financial news were aware of what was happening in the Fed. And they hear three rate hikes. And they say, maybe I should lock in now. Maybe I should buy that house now. Even if I overpay for it a little bit, I want to get that lower rate. So we'll see. We'll see how this impacts the housing market. But here's the good news with regards to the housing market. Home builder confidence ended the year very strong. This is the latest data from the National Home Builders Association, or excuse me, I should say the National Association of Home Builders and confidence hit 84. And that is the that ties the record that we saw for 2021. Last time we saw this was back in February. This was the fourth consecutive increase for the index. Now, what's funny 
is it's actually down from a year ago. In December, remember things were really heating up at the end of last year. It hit 86. I think I think it got to 90 at one point late 2020. But in 2021, this tied the record high that we saw of 84. And so that number is great news. It means builders are confident. And that's what we need. We need inventory, especially if demand picks up because people think rates are moving up. Now, economists had projected it holding at 83. So they beat the street. And regionally, not surprisingly, the South just continues to dominate as the region saw its confidence level climb two points to the highest level all year at 89. (laughs) At 89 there. It's almost at 90. The West held on to the number two slot despite declining one point to 87. The Northeast saw the biggest jump. So even though they were third, they jumped 10 points to 79. So that was the biggest jump month to month by far. And the Midwest was down 1.274. And it should be noted that builder confidence in current single family sales saw a slight increase. It was the only increase uh, to 90 in December. So builders are very confident about what is happening right now. Why sales over the next six months and buyer traffic held strong at 84 and 70, respectively. Robert Dietz, the chief economist at the National Association of Home Builders, said building activity has increased, but it's not smooth sailing quite yet, saying building has increased, but the industry faces constraints, namely cost, availability of materials, labor, and lots. And while 2021 single-family starts are expected to end the year, 24% higher than pre-COVID 2019 levels. We expect higher interest rates in 2022, as the Fed mentioned, uh, will put a damper on housing affordability, which is true, right? I mean, prices going up. The one thing that's kind of kept that from being a bigger issue is rates have stayed low. If rates go up, affordability gets even worse. But builders are confident, and for anyone in housing, that is tremendous news. (laughs) Because one thing we need right now is... Homes. Now, speaking, we mentioned inflation at the start, and one of the other big numbers that we got yesterday was retail sales. And that gives us a good indication of what inflation, because inflation is running hot. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that is not, that's not even questionable. But the question is, is it impacting consumers? Because once it starts impacting consumers, now we have an issue in the economy because that starts slowing things down. And retail sales missed expectations, but they were still positive month over month. Uh, Advanced estimates for U.S. retail and food services were up 0.3% in November 2021 to $639 billion. Year over year, big jump, 18.2%. But like I said, economists had projected a 0.8% increase. So they missed expectations, but it was still green. But clearly inflation is starting to have some impact on consumers. And maybe that's why the Fed was a little bit more open about their concern about inflation because they're already seeing it somewhat impact. It's not going to be an issue until you start seeing a decline in retail sales. But the fact that the growth is slowing definitely has given him pause. Now, with regards to certain industries, month over month, it wasn't all positive, but year over year, all in the green. So looking at month over month, gas stations 
saw the biggest jump, not surprisingly. 1.7% growth from October to November, followed by sporting goods and hobby stores. And then food and beverages stores both saw 1.3% month-over-month growth, followed by restaurants were up 1%, and home improvement stores continuing to stay strong, up 0.7%. Year-over-year, the numbers are just, they're, they're big. So gas stations were also up the most in this category, up 52.3% year over year, followed by restaurants that are up 37%, clothing stores up 34%, miscellaneous stores up 23%, and sporting goods slash hobby stores were up 20%. I mean, that was the top five. So everyone had a pretty good year over year increase. Now, like I said, everyone was not positive on the month over month data department stores fell 5.4 percent from october to november now a lot of that was probably with all this concern about supply chains people probably went to department stores in october and started buying for the christmas season so that could explain why you saw that big drop with department stores electronic stores also saw the biggest drop similar reasoning People went and got the TVs, got you know computers, whatever it may be. That fell 4.6% month over month. Car pot, uh, car pot, car part shops saw a slight decline of 0.1%. And then internet retailers, which of course just, just blew up during COVID, they saw zero growth month over month. Gregory Daco, the chief US economist at Oxford Economics, noted on Twitter that this was a subdued start to the holiday season amid higher prices, but we're still moving in the right direction. He tweeted, U.S. retail sales remain a healthy 23% higher than pre-COVID and core sales were 22% higher. Perhaps more importantly, U.S. retail sales remain 13% higher than their pre-COVID trend. And I think also kind of going off what Daco saying, Going back to my original argument, the holiday season may have started earlier this year because of people concerned about inflation or not really inflation, but um, supply chain issues. And they said, hey, let's go out and start buying and shopping for Christmas in October, a little earlier. You know, the, the official start was always Black Friday at the end of November. And I think some people this year said, hey, I want to be able to make sure I have these presents under the tree. So, I mean, we didn't even get to mortgage demand We also had some other data that we just don't have time to get into because there's so much that happened yesterday, depending on what's happening today. I don't even know, actually. We have a lot going on. We have uh, housing starts. That's obviously an important factor for us here in the real estate biz. And we have, as always, initial jobless claims, and we have mortgage rate data from Freddie Mac as well. So a lot to get into on Friday show to close out the week. But you guys, I think I think you've heard enough from me. So you guys enjoy your Thursday. I'll see you back here Friday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And don't forget, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.